You're listening to The Weird Sisters, Harry Potter Reread, Episode 59. On today's show, we discuss Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, Chapters 13, 14, and 15. Hello and welcome to The Weird Sisters. I'm Danielle. And I'm Allison. And, okay, so last time we left off on a cliffhanger, kind of. Right. We're in the ministry... They were in the elevator, and they have no plan. Yes, and Umbridge has just walked into the elevator. Yes. Yeah. And Ron's off trying to stop an office from raining. Great. Okay. So Umbridge walks into the elevator, and Hermione is Mafalda, something like that. <laughs> yes. Is going to... I guess, scribe or be the secretary for Umbridge while she is in these horrible hearings. Yes. So now not only is Ron gone, now Hermione and Harry are separated. Yeah. And I don't know if it's here at some point. Harry's like, oh, yeah, maybe this was a dumb plan. We (laughs) thought about how to get inside here. Then our thought was, we'll figure it out will potentially steal a personal artifact, a.k.a. a horcrux, from Dolores Umbridge, and it'll all go smashingly. Yes, we made no plan for what we would do if we were separated. Yeah, like, no meet back here. Because they didn't even know who they were going to be. Yeah. Like, people would recognize them and have expectations for them. Yeah. And um, Harry then discovers that his name is Runecorn. And he seems to be intimidating. Is his name Runecorn or Runcorn? Oh. Runcorn doesn't sound intimidating. I think Runecorn <laughs> sounds way more intimidating. I think you're inventing an I in that name, but that's fine. Okay. So Harry decides... Um, I guess I'll go search her office. Right, because, you know, she might just have that laying around. That's usually where I keep all my jewelry in my office. (laughs) And he's using the cloak. Right. I mean, that that helps him a little bit here. Yes. So as he's heading up to the office, he runs into these people making pamphlets entitled Mudbloods and the Dangers They Pose to a Peaceful Pureblood Society. It's like some horrible, horrible, mundane task to be doing. Yeah. They're just putting them in envelopes, folding them magically. Just a few racist pamphlets (laughs) for you. Though, it seems like the folks doing that didn't seem too keen at least on her yes at least on her they're not fond because she has her office is right there and she has mad eyes eye stuck to the door to watch everyone yeah that's super creepy yes (laughs) and it makes harry a little angry and perhaps rash yeah well and now she's also the what's her new title head of the muggle-born registration commission yes something i'm sure she's enjoying 
so he busts into the office and he's i mean he doesn't see the horcrux but he's going through files and he finds arthur weasley's file who is described as a pure blood with unacceptable muggle leadings <laughs> and he's a known member of the order of the phoenix Mm-hmm. And being tracked because he is likely going to be contacted by undesirable number one. <laughs> A.K.A. Harry Potter. That is a pretty good title. It is, though. Undesirable number one. So, they know he's a member. Are we surprised they know he's a member of the Order of the Phoenix? No. Okay. I didn't know. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I mean, he, he was also one last time. Oh, I don't know if it was as as taboo last time, right? When Voldemort was in power, wasn't everyone kind of on board that Voldemort's a bad dude? Yeah, I mean, that and that's my question too. Is I wouldn't think it should be taboo, but I'm sure. But I'm sure the spin on the Order of the Phoenix is like it's like a Dumbledore-led organization overthrowing the Ministry and blah blah blah, right? Oh yeah, and supporting Harry Potter. Yes. Which, right. I mean, I, what is there, what, why is the Ministry hunting Harry actually, okay, pre-Voldemort takeover? Well, they weren't hunting Harry pre-Voldemort takeover. Scrimger came to see him. Yeah, but they weren't exactly super pleased with him. No, because they he wouldn't do what they wanted. Yeah. But no, he was not undesirable number one. <laughs> well, he was, just that was before. <laughs> yeah, so, but now, you know, the Ministry has put out this story about Harry and Dumbledore, murdering Dumbledore and all that stuff. So Harry doesn't find anything more, in- well, I guess, okay. So he doesn't find the locket, but we also learn apparently he's not surprised that they weren't really expecting it to be at the ministry. Yeah, that is a little frustrating and baffling. I mean, then what are they doing? They were going to question her? Is that it? Yeah, I mean, it just says something about they hope to bewitch it out of her. I mean, he said that sort of like... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, they couldn't do it while she was down there. But I don't know if that was really their plan. Like, they didn't... They just had zero plan. Maybe they would happen upon it. And... I mean, it's like, were they going to put a bag over her head and carry her (laughs) off? I think that was kind of the plan. (laughs) Because that wouldn't be noticed. Well, Hermione's gotten good at those memory charms. (laughs) I mean, okay. It doesn't seem like a great plan, but what else are they going to do? Well, ideally, they'd find out where she yeah, lives, actually. Yeah, go to actually. her house when she's not there and you're not at the Ministry of Magic. <laughs> well, apparently she lives in a very top-secret location. <laughs> so, he leaves. Importantly, he still has Matt. He steals the eye of Matt. Yeah, that whole bit is just Harry being rash. Right, uh-huh. sure, like, it's, like, and maybe, a, like, in this unreasonable plan to search her office, 
is maybe even more unreasonable, but he causes a disturbance. He ransacks her office and steals this eye. Yeah. So then we're in the elevator again and conveniently Mr. Weasley comes in. Isn't Ron there? I thought they were... Ron was... Okay, yes, but I was kind of confused as to the point of that. Ron appears for like a paragraph and a half, and then he disappears like again. He come, like he was... I don't know, that he couldn't figure it out, so he was going to go try and find the others. Let's find some guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he's there, and then Mr. Weasley is there, and there's this... But they're in disguise. Yes. So... Harry, as Runecorn, has an exchange with Mr. Weasley about... And Mr. Weasley is uh, not tiptoeing. He's saying, you know, I heard you hunted down Dirk Cresswell who faked his family tree. And that Dirk Cresswell is ten times the wizard you are. Yeah. Runecorn is not a nice wizard, apparently. No. Mr. Weasley is not doing a great job blending in. (laughs) Yeah. But Harry sort of, like, tries to tip him off. But I feel like he knew this, right? He tells him you're being tracked, oh, by the way. Mm Mm-hmm. But Mr. Weasley already told them that. Yes. So (laughs) why did he feel the need to send the secret message? I don't know. He wanted to feel like he was doing something, okay? And I guess Mr. Weasley is talking to Ron in disguise about the reigning office, and he mentions something that worked with the previous office, so Ron goes back. Yeah, so when we visited Mr. Weasley's office before, he said that you had to be nice to magical maintenance because they controlled the weather outside your fake windows. And now he uh-huh. says that it's been raining a lot. So is the magical maintenance department, like, doing some underhanded trickery? <laughs> like, trying to I, subtly you know, up and... It's a low-level, yes. like, yes. protest. I think... I kind of wondered that. I like that idea. We're just going to make everyone who's mean really <laughs> wet during the day. <laughs> I mean, I would be annoyed and less productive if it was raining in my office. Yes, you would catch a lot <laughs> fewer Muggleborns. So, I mean, it's fine. I, I guess I don't quite get the point of Ron reappearing. <laughs> but he does and then disappears I, again. I mean, isn't it just so we can have him in the presence of Mr. Weasley? I guess. Like, maybe. You know, yeah, here yeah. they are. It's comforting that we can see them, but yet, like, Ron has diverged in this path. Mm-hmm. Can't call him dad. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awkward. Yeah. So, they're separated again. Harry makes his way down to the courtroom, where he appeared yeah, in book five. Now he knows the way. Yes. And... Umbridge is holding court over Mary Cattermole, poor Ron's, quote, wife. And 
But the courtroom is full of Dementors. Yeah, and there's like a bunch in the hallway and just everywhere. But yet, oh, well, I guess it's Voldemort's reign. They are with Voldemort, so, okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but of course, she has her little stupid cat Patronus <laughs> protecting everybody. She's gleeful in her trial. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Harry's under the invisibility cloak mm-hmm. when he comes into the room. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Well, yes. and... Because he's not sure Runecorn's sufficiently important to right, just pull to Hermione away. And he, like, he knows, though he ignores it later, like, he knows he can't produce his own Patronus because it's recognizable. Mm-hmm. So, he's in the courtroom, and what do you know... Umbridge is wearing that look. Yeah, and they were surprised. So this is not, again, what they expected. <laughs> they were just going to go up to her and yank it off her neck. Because they didn't really think it was there. Mm-hmm. But it is. And, I mean, he, he lets Hermione know that he's there. And she questions him about it, or her about it. And she says, it's, oh, it's a family heirloom. And the S stands for Selwyn or whatever her fancy pureblood relatives okay, are. Okay, does she really think this, though? No! She knows she took it from a dude on a street. Well, yes. Okay. <laughs> she knows that, but she might, like, still think that. Like, oh, this is fancy, and therefore it must be part of me i don't i mean she obviously doesn't know it's a horcrux i don't think she really knows it's the locket of slytherin no i think no but she's one of those people it fits perfectly with her character in that no she knows it's not that but she's almost convinced just because she's that kind of person right well yeah because it could be though like, she says it twice, and she probably has forgotten that she's stolen it from some dude on the street. <clears throat> yeah. So, and then this was, like, when all... It just... Everything falls apart. Because Harry is just mad at her. <laughs> and doesn't like her manipulating it in that way. Like... Well, because she's she's using it to bolster her pureblood status... She's lying about it as she's sitting in this, you know, judging Muggleborns. Well, doesn't mean she's not pure blood. <laughs> well, that's true, I suppose. But we're not, we don't think that's a redeeming quality. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, so Harry loses his mind and just stupefies her. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, at least he's decided on a plan of action. Yeah, though, did you notice, I, it's come up a few times, and I think it came up in this chapter, too, like, when he's, like, feeling these moments of rage, he sort of feels or looks down at his hand, where he has the scars from her, that I mm. must not tell lies, but it'll be like mm-hmm. he's mad at Voldemort, and he's like looks to that and it's i mean when i think it happens like when he sees the eye and stuff too which makes a little bit more sense 
And I think he does it right when she's going on about the locket. But why? I don't. Again, that is not really connected to Voldemort, though, either. But I, I know on several occasions he kind of does. Like, Gur Voldemort, I must not tell lies. <laughs> You think it's? I mean, I noticed it when he's in when he's talking to Scrimger, because to me it represents both his hate for Umbridge, which is completely understandable, and for the Ministry, because the Ministry allows her, get, originally gave her the power to do this, and of course, under the new Ministry under Scrimger, she's back. Yes, that does make sense. Of course, now I won't. I just. I, if I, maybe I'm remembering wrong, but thought there was times where it was more Dark Lord related. Well, he's got a couple disturbing scars, doesn't he? Yes, but they are not related to the, like, gotta <laughs> no. keep your story like straight. He, he can't look in the mirror without being reminded of trauma. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Harry stupefies her. All hell breaks loose. Um, and they... And now their only plan is, like, they can't sneak anymore. Because now they've had to produce Patronuses because as soon as she was down, the Dementors tried to attack Mary. Right. So, he has to produce Patronus. He's telling everyone, um... It's been decided you should all run away. <laughs> Follow me. Yeah, that's the best part. Because <laughs> at one point I wanted him to just be like, yo, I'm Harry Potter and I'm going to free you. But then I was like, oh, he doesn't look like Harry. No, no he looks like a yeah. ministry official. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who is has a reputation. So I'm sure they're very confused. Right. But the grand plan is to just go upstairs and go out the exit well what else are they gonna do i'm just saying like it's a bit obvious yeah so they gather them all up get them up the elevator and i mean he's realizing oh god we're gonna step into the atrium <laughs> what is gonna happen and he uses the only power he has in this situation which is his disguise is runecorn yeah because when they get there like it's obvious that there's a disturbance because they saw about the eye and about her office and realized there must be an intruder so they're closing the exits everyone is running around mm -hmm. but he decides that no <laughs> These people must leave. Yes, he just, you know, when he's questioned, he asks the person if he wants his family investigated next, basically. Yeah, throws his weight around. Mm-hmm. And so they do manage to get them out. But, like, Ron shows up running, but then the real Ron disguise shows up. Yeah, Reg. right. So now she has two husbands. She's very confused. So, like Ron takes her away. Yeah. The real Reg is like, who is with my wife? And now he has other concerns about that. <laughs> but okay, so they get out, and 
they manage to apparate once they're out of the ministry, but Yaxley is on their heels. Yes. And we end with, oh, we're about, we're apparating to Grimwald Place. But wait. But wait. <laughs> the, the, the chapter titled mm-hmm. The Thief, we wake up in a forest. Yes. Yeah, because what's his name? Yaxley. Basically tried to come along and was grabbing Hermione. And so he was with them at Grimwald Place. So at least Hermione mm-hmm. was thinking and apparated again. Yes, because now she's shared, she showed him it and shared the secret. Right, so they can go there. That's bad luck. And Ron got splinched. Yes, he's bleeding everywhere. Lucky we have magic medicine. Didn't he? That seems to fix most things. Didn't he? Yes. Lucky again you have Hermione who thinks of these things. Oh yeah, by the way, she's packed a tent. <laughs> but okay, even like little stuff like that though. Like this is the tent that we used at the Quidditch World Cup that we do know is super cool and super magical. And it here it is again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. And so Ron is in quite a state. I mean, he's just been splinched. There was some suggestion at the ministry that the Weasleys don't need to lose any more children. Or need any more children hurt or something like that. Oh, yeah. that That's why that happened on the elevator. Yeah, so he's feeling like people like harry is not i don't know appreciating the severity of like the danger that his family is in right because harry is just sort of running around and like people are getting hurt because of him and in Mm -hmm. defense of him yeah so ron is not in a good mood and he's importantly Mm -hmm. later he stops Hermione from saying Voldemort's name. Yeah, and like repeatedly is against this. Yes, show some respect is what he says. I mean, that's kind of a fair point. (laughs) What? How is that a fair point? Like, I mean, he is a powerful wizard who does terrible things. He doesn't deserve respect. You can, like, Dumbledore said. (laughs) Yeah. uh He just wants to acknowledge that Voldemort is a bad, powerful dude. He's not glorifying that. He's just saying, like, look, he's dangerous and capable of lots of things. So. Yeah, and they don't feel like arguing with him at this point. But obviously this is important because that's how they were tracked the last time. So thanks, Ron. So I guess thanks, Ron, yes. <laughs> okay, now here's an interesting detail. They discuss summoning well, creature. Well, I was glad they at least discussed it. What? Because at the beginning of this chapter, it's like, okay, so Grimwald Place has been compromised. Now we're camping in Hungary. One, I think creature could make you some food better than you could. 
two yes creature has compromised you before and so you're gonna leave him there to be discovered you're not even like he doesn't even send him back to hogwarts or anything he leaves him there mm-hmm. that seems like a bad idea yeah and they say that they're worried okay because yaxley traveled with them through the apparition and they don't want that to happen again okay as if they're just gonna be holding not on impossible. to the yeah, not impossible, I will grant you, that that could happen. That a Death Eater or Auror could appear with him. But not that likely. Yeah, and like, okay, at most you'd think like one person. And you could be ready for yeah. it. And, and two, yes. also, can, I mean, house hills have proved proven themselves super adept at things you can't just be like yo creature come here but make sure you don't bring anyone with you yeah and if you had him okay like we're gonna get to they get real cranky because they don't have a lot of food and creature i would think would be a much more inventive yes. at taking care of this problem yeah and he's got special elf he, powers like, he's all on he their team do now. things like you know loyal to them and wanting to help them and I didn't think of what you said before that, oh, yeah, we're just going to leave Creature who knows this crap in their yeah, clutches. So like, I mean, he gave them up before. Now he might not voluntarily do it. But I think the more, if you're afraid of, like, someone traveling with them through apparition versus a powerful wizard, like, torturing information out of him or using Or breaking magic, into his mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd be more concerned about that one. Because at the very least, what Creature knows is that Ron does not have spattergroit <laughs> and is with Harry, right? Yeah. At the very least, that piece of information, I mean, I'm, I don't think they were discussing their in-depth, they didn't have a lot of plans to discuss with him, but at least that thing is a, what they do not want, <clears throat> they do not want the Ministry to know that. Yeah, and just like, I mean, I guess, sure, he he doesn't know intimate details. He could know that they're after this locket. He knows they're all together. They're tracking something. It just seems unwise and unnecessary. And if she didn't want Creature with them, I can understand. But then what I would have wrote is they tried summoning Creature and he didn't come. And then it's very ominous. Mm. Or like, I don't know, you could have gotten rid of him at a later point or left him sent him on some other task mm-hmm. yes I was I thought that was a mistake <laughs> yes I agree and they never seemed to reconsider it yeah and poor cre- poor creatures <laughs> just stuck there never coming back now all of these pride death eaters are going to be there mm. he's had a rough life <laughs> Okay, so, but then we have another Voldemort vision. Yes. He's found Grigorovich. He's asking him where something is. He says he doesn't have it, but has been stolen from him. 
And, like, so then, like, Voldemort use like we see Voldemort using occulumency on Grigorovich. So now we're Grigorovich. Yeah. Like, this is kind of inceptiony here. Uh-huh. <laughs> like back in the day cuz important apparently he leaves important things like elder wands sitting on the desk by his window. <laughs> you know. So a, you know, nimble-bodied thieves can jump in the window, gleefully take it, and jump out the window. Mm-hmm. But what we see that Harry didn't realize is all we get is sort of like this brief flash of a golden-haired person. Mm-hmm. But the tidbit we got when he was searching... Umbridge's office was he actually looked through Rita's book about Dumbledore mm-hmm. and there is a picture of Dumbledore and the mystery golden haired person yeah and Harry's like there's a familiarity here but once again he's not putting the pieces together just yet Mm-hmm. yeah I mean and this is the I mean who that golden haired man is is the biggest problem in the life and lies of Albus Dumbledore. Yes. But we'll get there. Oh, and of course he kills Grigorievich. So sad. Yeah, so, but this leaves Harry confused. Because he thinks that he wants the wand maker, you know, to tell him wand lore, make him a wand, something like that. But he kills him. Yeah, like, why wouldn't you use him? Like, he thinks that he's going to make him a fancy new wand. Yeah. Because at this point, we don't know the thing that was stolen. Right, we don't know that that wand already exists. Yeah. So, and then we move on to the Goblin's Revenge, and this is the infamous camping that made my husband quit (laughs) Harry Potter in the middle of the seventh book. Well, this is to... A little bit the kind of crux of the angst of this book right so we have no plan we narrowly yeah. escaped you know so we did gain a horcrux by the way we didn't even really mm-hmm. say that so we ripped the locket off of umbridge's neck in that scene yeah <laughs> yeah that was important <laughs> by the way so now we've been wearing it around mm-hmm. so we have a horcrux we don't know where the others are. We don't know how to destroy them. Um, we're hungry all the time. They have to move camp every day just around like the dreary English countryside. Um, they have no real contact with anyone. Ron doesn't really know if his family and friends are safe. Um, they're aimless and irritable. They've only interacted with each other for all these weeks getting kind mm-hmm. of annoying yeah and the horcrux isn't making it better right and but there's some comment too like ron you know like harry has dealt you know he was starved at the dursleys before he can kind of manage hermione is of stronger will like she kind of gets it <laughs> ron is not used to discomfort <laughs> <laughs> he declares that his mother can make food appear out right. of nowhere which is not possible 
Yeah. And not that he ever learned from his mother. He was just always well fed and, mm-hmm. you know, lived a cozy life. So he's yeah. cr- especially cranky when he's hungry and especially compounded when he's wearing the horcrux, which weighs upon him mm-hmm. greatly. And he Harry also notices that he feels like Ron and Hermione are whispering. Yeah, they're... They're talking he's about not him. around. Like, yeah. And, yeah. Like, what's the deal here with this guy? <laughs> yeah. The deal is, we're in a tent and we have no plan whatsoever. Right. Like, they try and make one, but their, in- their information is limited and has not grown mm-hmm. since they've started, really. Yeah, that's true. Like, what plan... What plan that would work are they supposed to make because you they don't know right enough to make a plan like right we know we're searching for these things we have this backs you know harry has been trained on the thinking of voldemort so i mean he is right like he has this longing for hogwarts a little bit because he knows that's important Mm-hmm. And he's right in that sense. So their their other plan could yeah. have been to go to Hogwarts now. Yeah. Or go over Christmas break when there's not students there. Yes. I don't think that makes good story <laughs> structure, though, because we want the return to Hogwarts to be the dramatic conclusion. But yes, you're right. Yeah, so things aren't going well, and nothing's really happening for weeks. Yeah. This is kind of another time skip. Um, well, didn't they try? On. They tried to go to the orphanage. Yeah, nothing there. Yeah, they try a few things. It leads nowhere. But one night they hear something out in the woods, and they discover Ted Tonks, Dean from school, Dirk Cresswell, who Runecorn mm-hmm. persecuted. Grip Hook and some other goblin in the yes, woods. This motley gang of outlaws. <laughs> yes. Who've who are on the run. Either either being actively chased or Why? preemptively. Where is Ted's wife? What's her name? Um, I mean, I think he's one who said that she should be okay because she's pure blood. Oh. Still, she didn't want to run away with and her, Dean, her, her husband. Wow. Well, maybe he just did it. Maybe he did it selflessly. I don't know. And Dean it doesn't know. His mother is a muggle, and he doesn't know who his father is. Right. <clears throat> Dirk obviously escaped on his way to Azkaban. Mm-hmm. And the goblins... Um, are on the run because Gringotts is no longer under the control of goblins. Yeah, and there was some discussion like, well, aren't the goblins on Voldemort's side? And then they're like, well, no, Mm -hmm. we're neutral, basically. Which is, I don't Mm -hmm. know. I think their interest is in the highest bidder. Yeah, but they also, I mean... Both, you know, pre-Voldemort ministry and post-Voldemort ministry, 
doesn't treat goblins with the kind of respect that they want or deserve. No. But, I mean, they're sort of an understanding. Yeah. But now, at least they had Gringotts, right? Who was, that was their thing. Mm -hmm. And now apparently it's not. So they let slip a few tidbits, of course, that's useful to know. Yeah, like, I don't even know how, well, because the goblin, yeah, they're talking about Gringotts, and they're, like, kind of gleeful about something that has happened, but it's all very unclear, and, mm-hmm. yeah, but eventually they they sort of get it out of the goblins. Right. How did that even yeah, work? So... I don't know. <laughs> but we learned that Ginny and Luna and Neville were caught trying to steal the sword of Gryffindor. <laughs> Which is like this, like, you know, lovely sentiment of them kind of leading the rebellion. But why are they mm-hmm. stealing the sword of Gryffindor? Well, they know that Dumbledore tried to leave it to Harry. So do they? Do they, though? I assume. That's the only thing that makes any sense. I agree with that. I was just trying to remember. I mean, Ginny would have been the only one, but did he even tell? Maybe they discussed it at his dinner with everyone. Yeah. So I assume they're trying to steal it because they know it's important in some way. Mm -hmm. They also just seem to try be leading a sort of low-level mutiny against Snape. So after they attempted to steal the sword, Snape sends it to Gringotts. Yeah, okay, and so then this is interesting too because if we remember Snape is a good guy, Mm -hmm. uh, and I... Does he know the sword is a fake? I don't know! Because I don't remember how he ends up with it later. Yeah, okay, so he sends the sword to Gringotts where the goblins discover that the sword is a fake. A very well-made fake. Yes. So he's, like, right, on the surface, Bad Snape is unbeknowingly sending a copycat Gryffindor sword to be protected. Yes. Real sword, MIA. But we know, eventually, that Snape is the one that leads Harry to the real sword. Yes. So, okay, so maybe this is... Actually, okay. I have no evidence in the text, but this seems like a good idea. Okay. Maybe he takes this opportunity to do an old switcheroo. Maybe he takes this opportunity and he has the fake created and sends it. Maybe it's not Dumbledore who made the fake. Maybe it's Snape who made the fake. And he has this fake sent to Gringotts and stashes away the real one. Maybe. Yeah, again, I don't know how he really... Like, if he didn't know it was a fake, how would he come upon the real one? Well, yeah. The only other option is A, Dumbledore made the fake... And Dumbledore either told him or he somehow discovers it. Yes. 
though how you make a really good fake sword of gryffindor and who do you employ to do that Seems, i don't know yeah like a i mean weak both spot but both dumbledore and snape are very talented wizards oh you think they're out there foraging goblin i don't i best? don't know but <laughs> they have talents yeah i don't know if we really learn how snape has the sword later i'm not sure i can't recall that we do either But I like the idea that Snape had a notion and he used this opportunity. Because, I mean, he doesn't necessarily know it kills Horcruxes, but he knows that Dumbledore wanted Harry to have it? Yes, I, I could think that we would know that. That he wanted Harry to have it. And giving it to him would mean that the sort of Gryffindor risks being exposed as where is it something has happened mm -hmm. right and he's circumventing that problem yeah well and as the goblins are discussing this they reveal that goblin made weaponry <laughs> takes on the properties of that which it destroys that which it touches i don't know or math, that's what makes which makes it stronger it only in in, like takes in that those things that make yes. it stronger yes aka basilisk venom yes so and we also get some discussion among the group about harry which is kind of interesting yeah like dean defends harry um but oh but like that there's Basically, he's disappeared, right? So if he has mm -hmm. some great plan, where is he? <laughs> yeah, it seems like he's just gone into hiding. Yeah. And then we also get a, a mention of the Quibbler and how, well, if you want to know what's really going on, that's what you need to be reading. Well, the Prophet's not much help. No. But the Quibbler will come into play, obviously, mm -hmm. later. Right. For He's taken a break from printing crazy things and is actually printing yeah. some truthful things <laughs> yes um so after they hear about you know the sword it brings to mind um phineas who's in the bag this also seems like a terrible idea <laughs> it, y yes i guess i i kind of i see what you're saying okay they bring out the portrait of Phineas that is hanging in Snape's office who in Harry's mind is undesirable number two mm -hmm. <laughs> and decide to have a little chat with him and you think it's a terrible idea because he'll tell Snape yes yeah like oh okay so because what we know about Phineas is that he is like Slytherin E and self important. Mm hmm. So why wouldn't he be sharing this information? Yeah, I mean, the only information he can really share is that they're not dead 
and the questions that they ask him. Yes. Still just seems bad. <laughs> Reckless. Well, yeah, I'm kind of surprised that Hermione doesn't <laughs> doesn't say this is a bad idea. But from Phineas, we find out that Dumbledore used the sword to break open the ring. Yes. And that's where we realize, oh, that's why we want the sword. <laughs> well, and and Dumbledore, right, Dumbledore, he knew this. He knew that mm-hmm. that was the key. And, I mean, there's sort of a get-out-of-jail-free card because I think Hermione points out, well, like, oh, he didn't just give it to you already because he had planned to use it on the locket. Yeah. Again, assuming, like, he wasn't expecting to die quite right then. Mm-hmm. So we now have at least something to chase the sword, right? Because now we know we want that, but we have no idea. <laughs> no other clues about it. Yeah. Ron is like, not, oh, this, no, you're wrong. This is where they were talking about, like, the Weasleys can't stand to lose another kid oh. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um. Because Ron is, like, not pleased about the sword. He's like, look, this is another thing we have to find, and we know nothing about it. <laughs> well, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, and, and Ginny was sort of punished. You know, there's this whole bit, like, they were saying how they were punished for trying to steal the sword, but mm. they actually went with Hagrid, and Harry's kind of flippant about it, like, oh, it's just Hagrid, no big deal. Which, that should have been a tiny clue to us that Snape isn't evil. Yeah, I did notice that, surprisingly. I mean, I guess evil Snape, if Snape was evil, I think he would maybe still see that as a bad thing. Yeah, but he doesn't like Hagrid. He knows Hagrid. But you still send him to the Forbidden Forest. With Hagrid. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't torturing them. They probably paid fetch with fangs what they did. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so yes. This puts Ron in an even fouler mood. He's wearing the Horcrux. And he says, we thought you knew what you were doing. Thought you had a plan. We thought Dumbledore told you things that then you would tell us. Yes. Nope. I've been completely honest with you. <laughs> you know everything I do. He was putting his faith in a little bit of the, the magic of the boy who lived. <laughs> right. And his friendly relationship with Dumbledore. Yeah. Because why would you just set out blindly without a plan? <laughs> Obviously, you've never been Harry Potter. So, I mean, it, Ron is ranting and raving. Hermione is trying to distance herself from the things that Ron is saying, even though they've discussed similar things in private. Yes. And Ron is going to leave and expects Hermione to come with him. Yeah, that's what... Because they've talked about the lack of the plan because of their 
fledgling relationship like I mean I think it's mostly because of their relationship yes then she doesn't Ron says I get it you choose him and leaves so sad it is so sad I couldn't believe this the first time what do you mean the trio is breaking up what is happening? Yeah, and we've I'm like we've had arguments and issues in previous books, right? Where they're not all talking to each other, and that's tedious mm-hmm. enough. Though rarely, I'm trying to think, has it mm-hmm. ever been with Harry? Isn't it always between Ron and Hermione? No, Ron and Harry had a thing in one of those books where, like, oh, the Triwizard yes. Tournament issue yes mm-hmm. yeah so i mean we i guess this we're just trying to continue that story <laughs> i guess but he's we're fighting voldemort and you're leaving yeah he doesn't he loses that sense of the greater good that hermione is able to hold on to <laughs> yes he's just thinking about his mother's cooking yeah i mean and he i mean no it's obviously much more complicated than that yeah, but and like but Ron is the only one that has this greater risk to his family. Yes. I mean, Hermione's family's in some danger, but it's not the same. But they're not, and they're not wizards. So, and they're not. Yeah. In the ministry right, every day. They're not day. actively fighting it. They are not in Britain anymore. They're blissfully ignorant. There's not seven mm-hmm. of them. Like, yeah. I mean, and he's been thinking a lot of bad things, and the Horcrux doesn't help. But I kind of think he still would have left anyway. Without the Horcrux? Yes. I mean, isn't that. Right? Didn't Dumbledore know that? Isn't that why he gave him the Deluminator? That, well, okay, we'll get there, okay. but that, it's a strange sort of specificity <laughs> I don't quite buy, but, <laughs> but, but yes, that is the implication that Ron's, that is somehow part of Ron's inherent weakness, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, Ron's still knows the horcruxes exist like he believes that he believes they have to be destroyed i think he believes that harry has to destroy them but ron is just a cranky emotional person he's never had the greatest control of his emotions he somewhat similar to harry is like kind of reactionary yes and i'm sure this relationship with hermione is not really helping his emotional stability (laughs) Right? Because they're in this weird trio thing. And while Harry and Hermione have never, like, you know, nothing suspicious has ever gone on, Ron always feels, understandably, you know, like the lesser guy on the totem pole. (laughs) Right? Yes. Like, there's two of us. There's one of her. (laughs) You're the chosen one. (laughs) You know, I don't think that's helping the situation either. Yeah, but if you're supposed to be so great, um, why aren't you being great right now? (laughs) Yeah. 
So I mean, this is tr- this is just awful. Well, and and you don't. Okay, it's right. Reading it now, you're like, yeah, but Ron comes back, it's fine. You read it the first time, you don't know that Ron is coming back, and like, if if Harry is still going out to fulfill this mission and to meet Voldemort, like, he Ron storms off in anger. I mean, technically, that could have been your last interaction with Ron. Period. Yeah. Like, either we just don't run into him again, or you die. And now you're... Or he dies. Your little best friend since day one. Done. Yeah, and this... I mean, this is the end of our chapters, but as we're going to find out, this does not help the the mood in the tent going (laughs) forward. No. It's just like... Oh, this was bad, and now it's terrible. Yeah, and like, I mean, Harry is angry. He's angry at Ron for leaving, but it also brings up, like, Ron names the things that Harry has feared himself. Yes. That, like, and is kind of feeling, but trying to keep at bay, like, what are we going to do? Why don't I have a plan? Why didn't Dumbledore tell me this? And it's sort Mm -hmm. of that reality is crushing, and, like, things that you just thought you could inherently trust like your best friend being there is now gone yeah oh boy (laughs) you sure you want to keep reading this book well some people didn't (laughs) that's right i married the idiot but um okay next time will be chapters 16 17 and 18 which are godric's hollow okay that's no good <laughs> no bathilda's secret and the life and lies of albus dumbledore we're oh gonna be angry some more terrible terrible <laughs> things yes so join us next time for that <laughs> Uh, until in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Weird Sisters Pod, and if you'd like to rate and review us on iTunes, it would be much appreciated. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Goodbye.